me. Now, Mary, what exactly was the purpose of that little scene you caused right there in the middle of dinner? And all I could say was, it was just something I could do. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me back up. Meeting Jesus. I guess I just never thought he might be so personable. One who would come to our home and have dinner with our family. Laugh at our jokes. <laughs> tell a few of his own. Sitting with him made everything else seem less important. So that night, right before Passover, we wanted to honor him for everything he'd done in our family. Looking back on that night, we knew, knowing that the whole world was against him, there could have been so much more. We could have let him know that we were unified, that we were all for him. And that was a missed opportunity. Where was I? Oh. So that night, um, we had him over for dinner to honor him. But how exactly? How exactly do you thank someone for bringing your brother back to life? <laughs> well, our sister Martha was in the kitchen preparing this perfect meal for him. And then there was me. What could I do? I decided to give up one of my most precious possessions. Precious things given to Jesus never really seem wasted. And I knew as soon as I did it, it was obvious. Some people weren't pleased with my choice. It wasn't planned. It was spur of the moment. It just it leapt from my heart. I let down my hair in public, which you just don't do. And I wiped his feet with it. And then I poured out an expensive perfume jar of oil to honor him. The beautiful scent filled the whole room. Now, if I would have stayed paralyzed in fear over what my sister would think after she made this huge meal, or the anger of the onlookers, or what a disciple could say, I might never have worshipped him that way. And the beautiful scent, oh, it stayed for days and days. Sitting at his feet, none of their opinions really mattered. Jesus was pleased with me. And he stood up in my defense. So why did I do it? I guess it was... It was all I had. And days later, 
Jesus would pour out everything he had for us. For me. With today's text, Jesus begins the week that ends with him walking to the cross. And what does Jesus choose to do? He chooses to go to Bethany, a small town, but it was a town that Jesus considered home. It was a town where Jesus had friends who he genuinely enjoyed being with. It makes sense with Jesus knowing what was coming, they'd go to Bethany to be surrounded by, for this night, those he loved. And they just had a dinner. And at the table were people that we should know. There was Jesus, of course, a man everyone had heard about, everyone was talking about this man who, he talked about loving your enemy. He didn't care about the divisions that those in power wanted to keep people apart. Jesus was a man people had heard or seen heal the sick, raise the dead. Yet, Jesus probably wasn't the person that most of the people in that room were staring at that night. I'm going to guess that that honor belonged to Lazarus. A man that everyone in that town knew. A man that everyone in that town had just mourned as they laid him in a tomb. And yet, here was the same man eating the same food breathing in the same air and talking to them. I figure most of the eyes in that room were on Lazarus that night. And then there were all the disciples, including Judas, the one we know was going to betray Jesus. And note, Judas was the one who held the money for the disciples. That meant Judas was someone Jesus chose to trust. Judas was at the table. And then there was Martha. The woman who could not stop doing and serving others. The woman with the servant's heart. And finally there was Mary. The one who loved to disregard the rules. The one who didn't care what society told her to do because she was a woman when it came to Jesus. They were all just having a dinner. One surrounded by friends. But then something happened. Mary chose to be Mary. In both of today's texts, Mary broke the rules. In the text that Langston read for us, 
Mary was sitting on the ground listening to what Jesus was saying. Women weren't disciples. Women didn't do that. Women at that time did what Martha was doing, took care of everyone. But there was Mary breaking the rules. And then Jesus holds her up as an idea of what it means to be a disciple, to stop the doing and just take time to be with Jesus. And then in today's text, Mary interrupts dinner. When she kneels down at Jesus' feet and breaks open an expensive jar of perfume to pour it out to anoint his feet. But that was something only men could do. It was something only men could do, but here she was doing it. And she was doing his feet, not his head. And then she uncovered her hair. That was another no-no. She was just breaking rule after rule. But that was Mary being Mary. Something that really made me think, especially about the cleaning his feet with her hair, think about how close her face was to his feet. Now, let's be real. Jesus' feet were dirty. He'd been traveling. (laughs) He'd been walking. His feet probably smelled. They sweat. They were dirty. Her face was probably right there. I don't know how many of you have ever done a foot washing, but last year um, at seminary, a group that I was in a prayer group with decided to do a foot washing. And it was the real deal. (laughs) It was basins filled with water and soap. You would clean the person's feet with your bare hands. And then you could dry them with a towel. Most of those in the group, like me, cleaned their feet beforehand. (laughs) Because someone else is about to touch your feet. The person whose feet I washed had just come from a long day at work. He had walked to work, walked back from work. He had not cleaned his feet. And I remember the first thoughts in my head were, what am I doing? I really need to sanitize my hands after. But those thoughts quickly left. What we were invited to do as we washed one another's feet was we were invited to pray over them. So it wasn't a quick wash. It was slow. It came with thought and care. This person whose feet I was washing, they were dirty, but this was someone I'd known for nearly a year. This was someone I was close to. This was someone I cared about. And I remember, as I was washing his feet, my thoughts changed. And I remember feeling so humbled that I was able to do this for him. 
and I don't like feet. And so with that experience, I see this text differently. Because for Mary to have done this, imagine, just imagine putting yourself in Mary's place of washing this man's feet. This man she had seen raise her brother from the dead. This man who had defended her. This man who had spoken words she had never heard another person say. It was someone she cared about. I don't think Mary cared about how close her face was to his feet, no matter how dirty they were. Of course, Mary didn't wash Jesus' feet with water and soap. She didn't use a towel. She used her hair, and she used expensive, pure nard. In today's text, it says Judas was the one who was like, this is crazy. What was she thinking? But if you read the other accounts, it's really all the disciples. All the disciples were thinking, what a waste. This woman wasted an opportunity. This woman, what was she thinking? What a waste. That was what was running through their heads. Because this pound of pure nard, the 300 denarii, was a year's wages. Today, it would be $36,000. Yeah, that, that's the right reaction, Alan. $36,000 poured out at once on someone's feet. What a waste. That's what the disciples kept thinking and saying. What a waste. This woman poured out her inheritance. Literally every penny she had, her entire future, in case anything happened, was this one pound of pure nard that she poured out on this man's feet. We don't know what was running through Mary's head. The the video helped give us some ideas. We don't know why she chose that moment. We don't know why she chose that act. We don't know why she chose to anoint Jesus' feet. But here's the thing about anointing. Anointing was something men did for guests, where you'd put just a few drops of oil on the head to say, welcome, we're glad you're here. The pouring out of an expensive, 
fragrance like pure nard. That was reserved for kings and great priests. I figure she chose his feet because she didn't feel worthy of touching his head. And honestly, I believe that Mary chose to do that because for her, she had found her king. She had found her priest. And as someone threw out last week, as the worship team and I were discussing this text, this act took trust. It took great trust for this woman to pour out everything she had in that world on Jesus' feet. She may have decided in her being after knowing Jesus that, yes, this man is different. I want this man to be my king. I want this man to be my priest because of the words he says, words that bring life to my soul, words that bring life to this world. But still, it took trust. It took great trust for her to do that. Of course, I I wonder if Mary hesitated. I wonder if Mary was afraid of breaking all those rules. Because it was dangerous for a woman to break those rules. I also wonder if she thought about getting a cheaper perfume. Because I would have. I would have hesitated. I would have been afraid. I would have thought about getting a cheaper perfume. I think most of us would have. But Mary still chose the pure nard. Mary still chose to break the rules because that's how Mary chose to show her devotion to Jesus. When I read this passage, I don't just see someone breaking rules. I see a disciple. I see someone I want to be. And so I want her to have had second thoughts. I want her to have been afraid and thought about getting a cheaper perfume. I want her to have been like me, like us. But really, all I want to do is try to be Mary. To be the one who trusts Jesus with everything. I want to be the one who isn't afraid of the dirty and smelly places Jesus may take us. I want to have seen Jesus and experienced Jesus in such a way that I don't care what other people say or think around me. I don't care about the timing. I want to be a disciple like Mary. What a waste. I'm sure a lot of the disciples and people in that room left still thinking, what a waste. But what Jesus thought 
What a gift. What an act of worship. What devotion. It's scary, right? To want to be Mary. But I hope that's something all of us can strive to do. Let us pray. Lord, in a world where so often we know the cost of following you, where we so often hear voices that can be discouraging, help us to only see you. Help us to trust you. Help us to show our devotion. Help us all to be merry. We trust in you. In your son's name. Amen.